You're listening to Freestyle Flavor. I'm your host, Chef Tarsha. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, stay tuned for my adventure at the 2023 Cachada Indian Pow Wow. Coming to you live from Kinder, Louisiana, we'll talk about all things Native American as we connect with tribes from all over the North American territory. Discover the food, the tradition, the culture, the sounds, and yes, the food. And I'll ask them for a piece of that fry bread they keep raving about. You've got freestyle flavor. Put your listening ears on. Stay close. I'll be right back. You've got Freestyle Flavor, a podcast cookumentary highlighting all things food. Stay posted for my conversations with cooks, educators, farmers, ranchers, and regular folks talking about the flavors we all love. We'll learn so much about where our food is coming from, recipe profiles, ingredients, and fanfare tasty fanfare stay posted our next episode is coming up now okay so we're here at the pre-start of the 2023 Kashada tribe powwow and i am sitting with one of the gentleman who's come to attend. What's your name, sir? George Chafin. George Chafin. And George, is this your first time coming to a power? No. I've been coming all my life. You've been coming all your life. Yeah. Are you Native American? I thought Native American. My grandmother was pure Indian. She had hair down to her ankles. Oh, wow. What tribe was she from? Um, um, Bad Hill. Okay. They got a bad hill down putty in here on one one ninety. Mm-hmm. Going back toward Eunice. Okay. And are you from Louisiana? Yes. Okay. All now where are you from in Louisiana? Bill Platt. Okay. Bill Platt, Louisiana. So what yeah. are you what are you looking for? What what's the excitement here for the powwow? I'm watching the watch the men and the women dance. Okay. They dress so beautiful. Mm-hmm. They regale you. Yeah. Right. Anything that jumps out at you about the whole ceremony? They uh, they always have a nation. Each nation meets up here at the powwow. Mm-hmm. Other countries. And I enjoy it. Okay. Uh, have you ever saw your, did your grandmother dress in the regalia? No. So Never is, did. Okay. So this is your real, your first, not your first because you've been to another right. one, but coming to the powwow Dif- is... Right here? Uh-huh. Oh, I've been coming different. Oh, okay. I always come every year. Oh, okay. You come every no, year. Every okay. Year. So what should we expect? How many people are going to be out here? I don't know how many. Okay. A bunch. A bunch. That's how to put it. <laughs> yeah. 
And does it get loud? We're indoors. Is it going to yeah. get loud? And yeah. Maybe beat the drums. Yeah. It's going to get loud. Would you say that it's an ex a spiritual experience? Yeah. 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 They dance and they uh, show their costumes and how they how they dress and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how they make good money to put back into it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand there's right. a dance competition. Right, dance mm -hmm. competition. And so when you leave here, do you what kind of impression do you have about it? Does it stay with you all year? Yeah, it does. And you look forward to coming the next every year? Every year, yes. Are there any other activities that you do outside of the powwow? Oh, yeah. To connect with the Native Americans? Not with this, but uh, I'm with uh, powwow, with uh we have a nursing home in Pine Prairie. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm originally from, Pine Prairie. And we had the Boggy Bot Festival every year. Okay. In Pine Prairie. That, that makes some money for the nursing home. Okay. Everything we make goes to the nursing okay, home. Okay, that's there. wonderful. And then we got the Cotton Festival in Bill Platt. And I go to all of them. Tell me about the food uh, that we can expect here at the powwow. You're going to find some good food. Good food. Yeah. Anything that you uh, like in particular? They make uh, like uh, sugar cakes and all that. Mm -hmm. What about the fry bread? We hear a lot about Yeah, they will have fried bread. I ate some in uh, Marksville. Okay. No. So is it worth coming down here to get this fry bread? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, George. I appreciate now, you. Now I go on, on uh, Sunday, Saturday morning. I don't come here. I go to Fred's Bar in my mood. You go to what? Fred's Bar in my mood. Fred Bar. Fred's, Fred's Bar in my mood. In my mood. Okay. They have nothing but French music. Oh, okay. From 9 o'clock in the morning. French music. In the you inviting me? Yeah. <laughs> sure will. All right. Yeah, so you thanks. heard it here from George and me. We are waiting on the activities of the powwow. We're waiting on the fry bread and stay tuned, stay posted. First of all, what tribe are you from? Cushada tribe. Okay. All right. Very good. And we are here at the Cushada 2023 powwow. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about the food? Actually, let me ask you. What is your first food memory? Chihuahua. Tell us what Chihuahua is. It's a corn soup. A corn soup. Somebody yes. mentioned that a little earlier. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. And is there a certain kind of corn it's made of, or? It's a dried uh, corn kernel okay. or field uh, corn, I guess. And that you uh, pound 
and then it uh, takes that that waxy thing off that kernel, mm -hmm. corn kernel. The whole. Yeah, you throw that away. You use what's inside. Okay. But but it time you get in a little bowl. We have what what you call uh, a mortar mm -hmm. and a pestle. Okay. That we pound inside the uh, this uh, pound mortar. the, cor the yeah. kernels. Yeah. Uh, create the the dust, the flour. Yes. Okay. Almost. Okay. But you have corn that are broken up, and then you take that and then you boil it. Boil it for about. If it's outside, when when my grandmother used to make it, she used to build a fire uh, in a big old uh, cast iron kettle. Yeah. That she put water in there, and after when it starts boiling, you put the corn in there and let it boil for four hours outside. Outside. And stir. You stir it and. Don't let it. Does it get naturally? It. Does the corn naturally thicken, or is it? Uh, yes. A, okay. Yes, it does. Okay. And then, what are you seasoning that with? Are you don't. No herbs. Nothing. Nothing. Really. Just by itself. Really. Yes. And it, I guess I imagine the flavor changes over the time of cooking it. Yes, it does. Uh -huh. And we you, had. We had. Um, we call what you call, um, it's like baking soda, but it's, it's a little acid that you put in there. Mm -hmm. It's from the ashes. Oh, okay. Ashes. Potash. Like a potash? I don't know. You, yeah. Uh, you take the ashes, you pour hot water on it, and that juice, you know, from the, the ashes of the wood under the yes. fire? Mm -hmm. Okay, wrong. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, you pour just a little bit in that big old cast iron. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Kettle. pot, mm -hmm. kept that beer pot, and then let it boil with it, and that's what's made the flavor. What do you eat eat it with? Uh, sometimes um, dried meat. You dry, eat dried meat with it, and that that's it. So you say dried meat. Is that any specific kind of meat? or? Um, back then they had um, rabbit uh, squirrel, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they had any any other kind of meat, but those are the only two. Mm -hmm. Buffalo. Okay. But did you make meat, this? Did you meat. make the the kotash? Is that what we call it? What did we call it? What's the soup? Chawaka. Chawaka. I'm totally off. <laughs> Chawaka. Did you, you make that with, with your grandmother? Yes. I. We don't have a word for it. But they call it, uh, in Oklahoma, they call it softy. Okay. So I don't know if... And what does it mean? That corn soup. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And so um, you are here today. Is this your daughter that's yes, standing next to us? Yes. Okay. My that is also my daughter. Okay. So your family has a booth here at the powwow, right. and you're selling fry bread. Fry bread. Indian taco, fry bread and sausage. And is fry bread a traditional Native American yes cuisine? Uh, because I was I recently interviewed another uh, chef from the Navajo, the mm -hmm. Diné tribe, and she also mentioned fry bread. So I, I wondered if it's across the board or it's across it's across all of the United States. Wow, you know all the Indians really yes. 
So do can we say that the taco may really have come from the Native Americans? Not no. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Well, where did it come from? Well, when they started making um, um, taco, like from the from the store, mm-hmm. they got the idea that you can do the same thing with fried bread. Oh, uh-huh. so it's the other way around. <laughs> right. Oh, well, then that's good. That's that's good to know. Um, tell me, what are the flavors of your tribe, like spices and things? What what if I had to if I had to fill a bag, grocery bag, what would be the essentials of the Cachada tribe for food? For food? Yeah, you're making a meal, special meal. What what are you going to shop for? First thing would be um, flour, baking powder, salt. Um, I have to stop and think. Oh, <laughs> beans, all different types of dry beans, mm-hmm. and uh, potatoes. And potatoes. And corn. And corn. Do you grow any uh, of these vegetables or any produce yourself now? No, ma'am. No. I don't. Have, I, you, have you ever? I, yes. I used to have a garden that had um, mustard greens, collard greens, um, Tomatoes, uh, okra, mm-hmm. and green onions. That's about all I can think of right now. And let me ask you, because I do hear that you have a little of that, this Louisiana... Accent? Well, yes. <laughs> How does the uh, Louisiana... It's hard to say Louisiana. When you're not from Louisiana... Oftentimes, we think of Louisiana in terms of just Creole or Cajun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I've learned that it's really a mesh of uh, Native American and Spanish and so many. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any fusion for you with other cuisines in your, in, 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 the, in this Native preparations? Are there any other cult, uh, cuisines that kind of run through? Um, what do you call, um, jambalaya? Yeah. Yeah. Because whenever, uh, my dad was, uh, was hunting for, you know, like blackbirds, um, he would cook the rice and, you know, use the, cook the meat and then put that in there to feed the family. Mm-hmm. Or... Since we grew our own hog, he would butcher that and then uh, have cracklings, and he put, would put it in a jar to save it for later. Mm-hmm. And then he would cook rice and then boil the uh, cracklings in it, and that's what we had for for dinner or supper. So are you saying that you all um, learned it? Learned it from birds. Yes, blackbirds. Really? Mm-hmm. And how do you catch a blackbird? You oh kill it. You shoot it. Wow. <laughs> and then what? Boil it and you cook. Okay. Yeah, you grill cook it. it like, you know, like chicken. Okay. In, a, uh, in Greece. Are they still eating? Are you still eating blackbirds today? No, no, because there's. I li- I live in this city. Okay. Or, yes, yeah. Contamination. Yeah. Polluted. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well this is wonderful. What would you say to young people and or your grandchildren today about your uh, tradition in terms of your culture? How important is it to preserve? It's very important that they learn their language because we speak our own language. And then uh, cooking the fry bread and, you know, uh, making chawaka. Mm -hmm. That's another, you know, drink they, they, uh, for them to uh, continue, mm -hmm. you know. What, what about the dancing and the regalia, the dress? You know, as long as I have been around, I've gone to powwows and I've gone to festivals, but I have never gone on the dance floor. I've never seen them dance. Really? I'm always away in the back. You know, making this money. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's important too, right? right? Uh -huh. Income, generating uh -huh. income. Uh -huh. I thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing and sure. being so open. Uh -huh. um, and uh, are there any tips that you can give, last tips to making fry bread? Is there any secret to making the fry bread that you can share? Special yeah. kind of flour? No, Gentle. it's just a plain old flour, and if you do it by hand, it it has a different texture. Mm -hmm. But you know, since we have to do it by you know a lot, mm -hmm. we do it by machine by the what do you call the oh uh, uh, yeah the mixer you know the mixer yeah it it makes a different it has it's different probably taste. lighter. When no. you do it by hand. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then what oil do you fry it in? Just the vegetable oil. Okay. So any kind of vegetable oil or just? Yes, vegetable oil. Okay. Uh -huh. All right. And then uh, let me get some words from your daughter over here. Okay. Who? Give, give us your name. Sahoki. Sahoki. Does that mean anything? Is there a meaning? It, it did have a meaning. Uh, that name was passed down from my great, probably great-grandmother to my mother mm -hmm. and she held on to that name until she had you yes okay yes. Uh, tell me what does it mean for you to continue uh, to be part of this legacy in terms of just even nurturing people through food and your culture and tradition here you're here with your mother and your sister and maybe your brother or that's that your, my son oh that's your son yes. are you kidding <laughs> no wow you look like brother and sister for sure it's <laughs> my oldest son so this is really great yes and so this is three generations yes yes or four three 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 generations yes. so what does that mean to you uh, it means a whole lot it um you know the culture nowadays is you know it's it's dying so it um so it's good to pass it on uh, you know like passing it on to my son he's learning how to fry the bread you yeah. know um just like i learned from my mom and uh, my sister and her girls she you know we're teaching them you know how to keep it going yeah. so and i have a granddaughter she's running around so eventually I, you know, we'll teach her yeah. so it can keep it going. That's great. What uh, what do you what do you feel like is important about uh, the food of your culture as it relates to uh, the powwow? I mean, would the powwow be complete without the food? No, no, it wouldn't because um, every year, um, you know, before the powwow, everybody's asking. 
is your mom going to be there to, fry, to do the fry bread, the Indian tacos? And, you know, so she's well known for, uh, for her Indian tacos and the fry bread. So it's like, yes, she'll be there. Okay. And let me give you one, one scenario that I do uh, with everybody on my podcast is you are being uh, shipped off to a deserted island. You have one kitchen crate. What's in your crate? Um, just one item or no, one crate. One crate. I want to make sure I have uh, a <laughs> flour and um, corn and uh, oil, <laughs> uh, bacon powder, and and make sure I have water and. Um, you need uh, fire or anything, or you fire? Be able to put it together with no fire. <laughs> <laughs> Some type of fire. You know, come from the, from, yeah. the, from the old school. Yeah. That, that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> I probably could try to start my own fire, but uh, yeah, I'd like a little help <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a pot, you know. Yeah. So I think that would work. That would do. <laughs> I could survive on that. <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you. Let me get your, we'll go back to our matriarch here. One word from you, what would that be? Culture. Culture, and why? Because if you don't, if you don't carry the culture, how are your grandkids going to know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sure. It's been a wonderful yeah. pleasure. Okay, so we're live at the powwow in Cushada, Louisiana, in Kinder, Louisiana, with the Cushada tribe, and I am at the booth of Cookies and Fry Bread. Yes, Cookies, Fry Bread, and Snacks. Okay. Cookies Cafe. Cookies Cafe. I'm out of Houston, Texas. All right. Yes, and, and you are? I am Cushada. I'm Cushada and Hispanic. Okay. So what I'm selling here at my booth is I have Indian tacos, which is the Native American fry bread with beans, uh, hamburger meat, lettuce, tomatoes, and um, cheese. And then I made my own twist. I also have the fry bread, but it's with fajita meat and pico de gallo. We call that the India Maria. Okay. <laughs> and it's a funny story because there's a lady uh, in Mexico. She was a, an actress, and they called her La India Maria because she was indigenous. So she spoke indigenous language, but she also spoke Spanish, and she would just go around doing crazy things. And my grandmother used to call me that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting choked up. No, that's great. <laughs> because I thought of my grandmother. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, but she gave me that nickname. Wonderful. Yeah, and so that's why I made it that way, the Mexican Indian, the Mexican La India Maria. La India Maria. Yes, and then we are also selling aguas. My son uh, makes them. We have strawberry. Tell us, limon. what is an agua? Uh, Mexican agua is a fruit water. 
A fruit okay. water. Fruit yeah. water. So you put together yes. pureed fruits or? Yeah, pureed fruits. Uh, you want to come tell them what you put in it, babe? Real quick. So she can, she's jumping on another yes. station real quick. And then we'll, we'll get back with her. This is, uh, this is our strawberry, strawberry agua. Um, we put strawberry concentrate. Come up close and... Um, this is our strawberry drink. Um, okay. We put we put fresh fruit, fresh cut up fruit in there, and we make it with. We have our powder that we pour in there to okay. give it extra flavor. Okay. Um, this is our lime limeade. Uh huh. This is um, cinnamon strawberry. Okay. Watermelon and a cantaloupe. Okay, so these are all drinks, agua frescas. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, that's wonderful. And so you you're here with your mom. Yes. Okay. And do you travel around to different powwows, or um, is this your first time? What's your experience? Step up. Um, I usually this is the like the only powwow that we usually go to, but okay. um, there is some powwows in Texas sometimes, but they're not as common as like around here. Um, she she does cooks she cooks for like. Other other spots, so I just go with her and I help her cook. Okay. I do these. And you sell the drinks. Yes. All right. And are these popular? Yes, they're very. This one is our most popular because the watermelon. Just, yes. Okay. And um, this is our special one. This this is our new flavor. Okay. Testing and how much are these? Um, so we have our souvenir cards. It's um twelve. Twelve dollars. Okay. For this. Okay. And refill is four. Okay. Um, so let's see, how many ounces are these? 33, oh, those are 24 ounces. 24, 24 ounces. 24 ounces. And how much are the 24 ounces? Um, these are $10. $10, okay. Okay, that's great. And we also have these um, 32 ounces. Uh-huh. Um, $12. So tell me, what is it like working with your mom in a food business? Um, I love it. It's it's home. I, I love I love my mom's cooking. I love helping her because she she needs she needs her children's support. Okay. And um, I also all the profit for the drinks. I get to keep the profit for the drinks. Okay. Since I'm the one doing so it. So you're encouraged yes. to be over here and sell, 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 yes, right? As much as possible. How much of your uh, Native American heritage do you feel is involved in this? For you personally. Well, for the drinks, it's not. It's not. It does. The food's the main part of the. Okay. The heritage, but like this is um, more like a Mexican Mexican twist that we put on. Which is are, also your heritage, right? Yes. Okay. All right. And what's your name? Um, Adrian Carlos Luna. Okay. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to welcome our men's Southern Street to come on in here dancing a beautiful dance within itself. Let's welcome them to our number one grand entry with a beautiful round of applause. Welcome to Grand Entry. So I'm here with Ken Frankes. Uh, and he's got the booth where they have this delicious cachata coffee. 
It's, Tell us a little bit. Well, it's Cachada Tribal Coffee. Okay. It's a special blend that was blended out of Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, that was tested for six months on different blends, and they came up with this blend, and they called it Cachada Tribe of Louisiana Coffee. Okay, and uh, does it sell a lot here at the powwow? Well, this is the first powwow we do. Actually, we just put this into production in the last six months, so in at the Cachada Casino, in every room, they have the K-Cups that has Cachada Tribe, and, every, and this is the first time that we sold it as bags other than the gift shop mm -hmm. and people buying bags wow um what what do you have to say about the coffee business as it relates to um the tribes and well let me tell you this there's over 30 brands of coffee on the market as everybody knows yeah the difference with our coffee of course uh, our our main brand is mellow dry coffee out of lafayette okay. so we this coffee you tasting today was roasted three days ago. All right. Most fresh. coffees on the shelf is 30 to 60 days old. When our coffee gets on the shelf, it's two weeks old. Okay. So it makes a difference, the taste. And Absolutely. you can ask people that have grind their own beans, they say they want that freshness. That's right, yeah. And I'm tasting it right now. It's delicious. Yes. Oh, I yes. appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to having this as a nice little pick-me-up. You're out here giving out uh, free <laughs> samples of the coffee. Yes. So that makes it a quick sale. I'm, right. I'm headed back to your table <laughs> so I can get my bag. Now let me say this and, and tell people about coffee that they may not know. Most people think, I want to drink the darkest roast and everything else. Well, the darkest roast will not keep you awake. Mm. Because the longer you roast coffee, the less caffeine is. So decaf is the longest roasting coffee. Okay. So if you want to stay awake, drink a medium roast. A medium roast. Yeah. Well, so should, on that knowledge, should we think that the light roast really is the best? Even well, though it has more caffeine in it. It does have more caffeine right. in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, but it's a... It doesn't have the same flavor. No, it does not have the same flavor. Yeah. But it's misnomer about staying awake. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Hmm. That might change my mind about light roast coffee. Well, you got you know you got to go with your own taste. Yeah. Well, first off, I always tell people because my life in public safety that don't drive when you're tired anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. Don't drive. That's right. Don't type. That's don't right. Don't get on the phone and negotiate uh, uh, no contracts. At all. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate it. And let's head back to your table. Let me get me a, a, a purse full of this coffee. Thank you very much. All right. So I'm here at the 2023 Cachada Powwow, and I've run up on my favorite sugar, candy, sweets. <laughs> uh, wonderful pralines, cookies, and treats with Tashina. Tashina, say your last name. Parit. Parit. And Miss Maddie Parit. And family, okay? Yes. Miss Maddie, tell tell me. I was asking about your pralines, and you have a lovely um, photo of, of a lady. I thought it was you on the on the wrapper. 
Yes. We'll see that when they look at the pictures. Tell us the story behind the pralines. My mom loved to cook all kind of sweet candy, 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 and all kind of cakes. So we took the recipe, I learned it, and I showed my daughter one time, and she got it. She know the pralines are awesome. So how long has the pralines been in your family? Uh, about 60 years. About 60 years. 60? 60. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So mm -hmm. a lot of people have gotten this good love in them, haven't good, they? Good love, made with all true love. Okay. <laughs> yes. Let me ask you, what is your first food memory? Uh, in the candy field, I like the divinity. Okay. Yeah, I like the divinity. Yes. And the uh, coconut candy. And the coconut And we candy. also tried a recipe. My mom didn't do it. My daughter started. It's with coconut. Pralines with coconut. Yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. Now, did you, when you say your first memory, does that mean that you cooked it with your grandmother, I, I, your mother, or who? My mom. I cooked it with my mom. She got it from her mother. Okay. <laughs> yes. Was it a special occasion that a you special did? Special occasion. With Christmas time. Christmas time and Thanksgiving. Okay. We did a lot of sweets for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what does it mean to you to be able to share this legacy with your children and grandchildren? Yes. Um... I'm just totally overwhelmed, mm -hmm. overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and I'm glad she took that opportunity to bring on the heritage all the way down, you know, carry it on, carry on. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm looking forward to trying this product. Oh, okay. uh, uh, We're going to put you on the spot on our, on our um, network, social media. Awesome. And mm -hmm. can people order this? We have a mail order. Or mail order. We ship all ship over the... Local, everywhere. Everywhere all in the United States, all over. All over the United States. We went first, first California, so. Okay. Yeah, they got it. Okay, well, hey, you in business then. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How do we get in touch with you? So you can get in touch with me on Facebook, Ruby Sweets and Treats, and my cell phone, which is 318-305-2596. Uh, okay. And uh, place an order. And place an order. And let me ask you, since our names are similar. I looked at your card and thought, is, is her name Tasha also? <laughs> Even though mine is Tarsha, but people call me Tasha all the time. Uh, I do a scenario on the podcast, and it is uh, if you were being shipped off to a deserted island, uh -huh. you had one kitchen crate. Okay. okay. What's going to be in your crate? So, butter, sugar, flour. I can make anything with that. Anything. Is that it? And eggs and uh, maybe some milk. Okay, you don't need any utensils, no? Oh, yeah, I need a mixer. I need what you pants. I'm going to have a hand mixer. Old school. Old school. Old school. I mean, my mama taught me how to make stuff old school like that before plugging in stuff, so it'll be nothing to pick it back up. All right now. Okay. <laughs> and Miss Maddie. Last thing, if you have one word, what is your one word for this year, for 2023? Uh, sweets, look, just sweets. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Why? Because <laughs> we have that heritage from one uh, generation to the other, and everybody just love our sweets. Everybody love our sweets.
Love I'm it. so Love glad it. to Love be it. here and I'm so glad oh, I'm so to meet you all. And I'm so proud of all of us out here making it happen, yes. right? Making it happen. That's yeah. it. That's it. Thank God. For Thank God. Oh, hey. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all Listen, of that. Hallelujah. Listen. Listen. Yes, all right. Yes, yes, all right. Yes. Well, let's taste some of these pralines, see what they're working with. I'm back in Texas, back in the studio. I wanted to give uh, some of my lasting impressions from attending the my first uh, Indian Native American powwow. Uh, it was quite an experience for me. Uh, wow, so many things that I picked up, kind of like osmosis of being in the moment and in the vibration of the culture. Uh, first of all, and something that is still with me are those drums, the beating of the drums, the jingling of the bells, the cow shells, all of the visual effects of their adornments, their regalia. Um, it, it just an extraordinary, beautiful sight. Um, seeing all of the families out there represented, all of the tribes, which is something that I found extraordinary, uh, just to know that uh, they had tribes that came from as far as Alaska and, uh, you know, uh, Alabama and Georgia and just all over the United States. And so what it led me to think about is how really we are missing out on so much uh truth in education. Um, you know, how many of us, young, old, and new, I was going to say uh, young people are, of course, not being taught in schools today, but really, I mean, myself, I'm not a young person. Um, I'm discovering these uh, new pieces of uh, history and culture wherever I can find them. And I, I feel like it's a tragedy that, you know, we think of Native Americans in a very brief uh, moment, in a very f narrow lens, and it's almost that we don't think of them at all because there's no conversation in the general um, uh, media. Uh, there's no photos. There aren't any, you know, where's the documentation? And uh uh, it's kind of, we think of them in terms of history from my generation. I think the most impactful thing that I learned about with Indian culture was uh, maybe in the movie Geronimo, you know. Um, and so it's there's been such a slight and and thinking that, you know, Native American people maybe don't exist. They're not out here. So when you go to a powwow, 
and you see all of these different tribes and, uh, you know, Mojave tribe and Porter Creek tribe and Apache and uh, Comanche and Dene. Uh, you, you just think about like, where am I in this country that I haven't had this experience, that I don't have this knowledge? And so I hope that, uh, you know, this small archive will be a contribution to open up people's eyes and know that there's so much out here for us to see. And, uh, you know, apparently we have to go and excavate this education, but um, it's worth doing the job to enrich yourself. And, you know, again, to bring about connectivity and synergy in this global world that we live in, there's so much out here for us to absorb. And it's right here, right outside of your back door. It's probably your neighbor's. So have these conversations. Uh, what do I have to say about fry bread, which is what I led me to uh, go to Kinder, Louisiana, uh, after my last uh, episode with Chef Blue Adams, we talked about fry bread, and I happened to see uh, maybe two days prior to my actually taking the trip to Louisiana that this powwow was going to occur uh, on the news, uh, not the news, uh, a show on te television. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I have to, I have to go and I have to have this experience. And I've been wanting to have this experience for some time. I went out there, uh, you know, and I was in search of the fry bread. I wanted to taste it. I wanted to you know, if I could have got my hands dirty and got into that dough, I would have done that. Uh, I am going to make my own fry bread uh, soon. I'll put that up on the Instagram. Uh, you can follow this episode as I continue to build these archive of uh, interviews on my Instagram, which is Freestyle Flavor. Uh, on Instagram, and I'm also Chef Tarsha on Instagram. But the fry bread, the fry bread, I I uh, had an opportunity to speak with, as you heard, uh, Miss Margie, who is uh, a famous uh, fry bread producer in the powwow circuit in Louisiana, and she's very popular. And what was interesting to me is I had that conversation with her. And later she went uh, to the main stage and did the prayer over the ceremony in their native uh, tongue. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, um, so enamored with her. Um, she was a beautiful uh, person and everybody there. The spirit was so warm and welcoming. Uh, the fry bread, similar to a taco. So that's why they call it the Indian taco. And, you know, me thinking that uh, Indian maybe comes before this commercial uh, presentation of a taco, I thought, oh, well, you know, did the Native American come before the taco that we, you know, run through the drive-thru and get? And uh, I learned that, no, they actually adopted the taco uh, knowing that they had the product of the fry bread and knowing that it was going to be 
uh, a, a similar vessel and they've uh, kept it and it's something that's universal around the country and that they serve at these powwows everywhere so so I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own fry bread and I'm gonna post those pictures and I encourage you to do it as well uh, I encourage you to get some inspiration from this uh, glimpse um, if you're also on Facebook, I'm Chef Tarsha on Facebook. I'm Chef Tarsha on Instagram as well. I'm going to post some video footage uh, from the um, powwow on my Facebook. And you'll get to see some of the beautiful, like I said, regalia, just incredible. There were some etiquette pieces that I learned about uh, as it relates to the sacredness of this type of ceremony and or the regard of the Native American culture and a couple of things that I learned that, you know, may be helpful for you. And uh, so one of them is that it's uh, offensive to Native Americans for you to point. Um, so uh, if you are talking and you are gesturing toward something, they find it offensive to point at something. And uh, if you notice, if you ever engage with any Native Americans, and maybe even through some of the media, the movies that I've seen, uh, they really raise their entire hand to gesture to the area of whatever it is that they're speaking about, as well as they will turn their focus, their head, and nod toward uh, whatever that uh, that that focus is as well. So don't point, okay? That's one thing. The other thing is don't touch their regalia. It is offensive to call their clothing costumes. They are not costumes. They are uh, their sacred tribal uh, clothing. And uh, they're sacred uh, a lot because they uh, oftentimes have these sacred ceremonies is where they dress in their native uh, clothes and they have hand stitched all of these beads and shells and feathers and I mean the colors it's just really intricate and uh, expressive work of creativity as an artist myself I was just enamored uh, the moccasins, the beading, uh, the leather works, uh, the cow bells, the shells. It's just um, an explosion of, of artistry and craftsmanship. I left there thinking I have got to make my own headdress. Uh, I was so overwhelmed, overtaken by the beat of the drumming. Uh, you know, I, I involuntarily started pulsating myself. My body started shaking as I got closer to the ring that they were dancing. And uh, it's something that just kind of takes over you in a concert. You know, I, I, I guess you could almost um, liken it to a wave. You know, when the wave hits you, you just go with the flow. And I, I thought, oh, I wish I had on a crown of feathers right now myself. So I am going to venture to go to the next level and create my own headdress. That might be something that you look at doing and will help you to, uh, again, uh, discover more about Native American culture. It'd be a fun project for you, your family, your children. Maybe this summer, that's something that you can do. Um, so 
another another tip in terms of etiquette is uh, not to touch. I think I said that you do not touch them in their clothing. Okay. Um, again, it's sacred wear. Do not touch the feathers that they're adorned with. Uh, that's absolutely a no-no. And to the extent that if you see a feather on the ground in a powwow or a situation where there is a gathering of Native American people, you it's advised uh, that you don't even pick that feather up. Um, so... Those are some things that you can uh, put in your bag of trivial pursuits and knowledge and um, and go with that. Um, another thing that I learned is that uh, we are calling uh, the tribe the Navajo. And I learned that they do not want to be called the Navajo. That is not their native uh, name of their tribe. It is called the Diné. And as a matter of fact, the gentleman who was from the Diné tribe, you know, he told me to, when you say Diné, you should say it looking up to the sky. The earth people, I think, is uh, what they are called, what that means. And so you say it looking up to the sky, Diné, which will give you the proper pronunciation of that tribe. So that's it for me. It's been exciting. I can't wait till the next powwow. Um, uh, my final word, my one word, I'll, I'll throw in one word myself behind this experience is preservation, uh, perseverance, let me say. Perseverance. Uh, it's extraordinary. Um, me being in a uh, culture of uh, folks being African-American who uh, have been underserved in this country in many ways. Uh, I liken the experience of the Native Americans in terms of their perseverance, uh, the resilience that they've shown uh, through uh, overcoming obstacle after obstacle. Again, if you didn't listen to the last episode with Chef Blue Adams, please go back and listen to that. She gives a lot of historical uh, astonishments for me that uh, really opened up a door that I'm going to continue to uh, tread my way through to find out more information about some of the lost information, the miseducation of uh, we, the people of the world, and certainly those people who are right here close to us in these United States. So I encourage you all to persevere. We're going to get there. Each one, teach one. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Freestyle Flavor, a bi-weekly production. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you're alerted to every new uploaded episode. And if you'd like to get in contact with us here at the podcast, we'd love to hear back from you. Send your email to freshandfreestyleflavor at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. In the meantime and in between time, I am Chef Tarsha. It's been a pleasure.